to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 188 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. It's a bit nippy and we're recording this late, so I'm sure it'll go fine. Yeah, yeah. What's been happening, Chris? I'm out of breath because I ran upstairs to get my jacket because it's too cold down here. Okay, sounds like the gym's going well for you. Uh, yeah, I, I've i not been as good this week. So Monday, uh, the boss said, oh, instead of going to the gym, how do you feel about putting some stuff on shelf? So I did that. So I worked up a little bit of a sweat. And then on Friday, after work, I, you know, I went to the gym every other day. And then Friday, I was like, nah, I'm buying rum, I'm going home exciting uh it's midway <laughs> it's midway through the school holidays here so far i have survived them um, right. so that's all right and uh yes yeah, kids freaking everywhere when you travel heaps of traffic traffic yesterday was mental coming back into hamilton last night so that was crazy and uh all in all it's been going good <laughs> okay well um things to talk about i meant was going to mention this last time and um I don't know if I talked to you about it. I was going to mention it on the podcast. I don't think I did it. Was, I have no I idea what it TED means. Talk, okay. TED Talk about 10 confessions. Now, when did I say this? I said something about no, this. No, you did in passing to me the other day. Well, I said it at the um, uh, TED, uh, TEDx Rukura committee meeting. I was like, oh, I was listening to this TED Talk on TED, 10 confessions. And they're all going, um, is okay. that a TED talk? Yeah. And I realized, oh my God, that sounds so bad. So what it actually is. That's right. <laughs> it's that's a right. TEDx talk, TEDx FIU. I don't know what FIU stands for. Um, and this woman's doing, it's done a PhD or whatever on police interrogations in the States. All right. Uh, of teenagers and things. So what blew my mind, and I don't know if you know this, but in the UK, and I assume in New Zealand, it's illegal for the police in an interrogation to lie or mislead. But in the US, it is totally legal. Anything goes. Okay. So they can say, oh, no, we've got people in next door and they've signed this and, and this is what's happening, even if it's not true, which mm. is, wow. That just blew my mind. i just like, really? So um, in most of the states, they don't have to have parents there if there's a teenager being... Uh, um, talk to yeah interrogated or whatever and yeah so in this uh, particular TEDx talk she talks about Br- uh, Brendan Dassey from the Making a Murderer yes the young uh, cut nephew yeah nephew. so it, it's well well worth uh, checking out if this sort of thing interests you I will put a link to the uh, in the show notes to that that video I've got that link on uh, Trello for that you. will be in the show notes uh, that's there for me to sort out later. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow morning. Anyway, I thought it was quite interesting. <laughs> now, you've put Van Moody follows us on Twitter. That's been there a few weeks now. What does oh. that mean? Who is it? I don't understand it. And I even looked into it, and I still didn't know what was going on. Okay. I was looking at it and went, oh, so Sam put Van Moody follows us on Twitter. Uh, no, no. Yeah, you, evidently, no. I put that there. It's definitely something uh, political, I think. Something to do with you. I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, prejudice. Because I ended up talking about prejudice. So we, we had this discussion, right? So, yeah, Van Moody follows us on Twitter. So I checked out Van Moody because he's following us on Twitter. And he's really religious. Okay. That's and cool. And this is not about him per se. It's about me because it made me realize that I have a real prejudice 
And, oh, yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah, and so it, it's great that, you know, we all know other people's prejudice has prejudice. There, there are prejudices that other people have, and we take the piss out of them. That's but right. It, it's sometimes good to go, hang on, what's my prejudice? And I realize I have two major prejudices. One of them which, I agree with, I think, and I wasn't too sure on the other one. Yeah, okay. So my two prejudices, and I'm not saying this is right. That's the whole point. It's it's something I've got to deal with. Deep and is, meaningful on the Chris and Sam and, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Is I, I tend to think smokers are stupid. I don't think smokers are stupid. I think they're masters of wasting time. And when you worked in places, it's always the smokers that always have to have a break, that are always slowest, and that are always fluffing around. Yeah. And, yeah, so maybe that's an excuse mechanism. Maybe I'm not sure. It's just, but, it, but then but say, I tend to think of them as being stupid because uh, I think, though, a lot of the time, if they are doing that with smoke breaks and that, they're usually really crap workers because good workers that do smoke do have a smoke on their break and don't have all these random mini breaks and all this other crap. Right, and the other one is religious people. I tend to think they're a bit thick as well. Um, that's probably from first-hand experience growing up as a child. Yes. Uh, that is many um, years ago, and so yeah, you know, I I was religious, ridiculously religious, and I grew up. So why can't they? Um, that's sort of how I look at it, I guess. Um, but yeah, I I don't. It doesn't serve me having this prejudice, mm. and I don't know do what you, to do about it. Do you know what else uh, is prejudice? All the people they they uh, in June. I suppose they do this every month. They release uh, the ads that Kiwis complain about and what the complaints are. <laughs> and a lot of them are misleading and uh, an ad which features criminal and disgusting behaviour. So one of them was that, uh, you know, the the double down uh, KFC thing doesn't look like what it does on TV and burgers in general. Um, yeah, but that's like every burger. They've been saying that about Big Macs for years, right? Yeah, no, it does actually mean, it does talk about here. And then this person, there's a voiceover for Oxfam New Zealand talking about a, the Bangladeshi and uh, refugee crisis. And it features a woman called Lila. Lila is 18 and pregnant, has two children. The complaint said the advert, advert was false advertising and not accurate, as it's been shown for months. And the woman probably surely have had the baby. Uh, it's been playing for months. Surely that lady's had number three and four now. They said oh, it was. But that's. Oh, okay, that's it's not misleading uh, advertising standards authority uh, it's been prepared with a due sense of social responsibility to consumers um, you know and they use the word likes uh, then there was people complaining about the Wadi Steam Fresh micro waveable vegetables um, they did not look like the in that they didn't have they don't come in the same quantities that old Hamish Bond had when he was tipping it out uh, what so, yeah hang on there was a better one here just trying to think what it was uh, there was one about the burger, bourbon snack burger. It doesn't matter about that. Um, Heineken, the same great taste in 192 countries. The person disagreed with that. It tastes different in every country due to how it's made. Um, so they said like no. Like Guinness. Guinness tastes so different in uh, Ireland as it does in, in England. That's right. There was one where Honda did an ad for their CRV and there was a child outside urinating against a tree. That was disgusting and unnecessary for the premise of the advert. So they re-edited that advert. And uh, it's all good now. Thanks, Honda New Zealand. 
Oh, my God. Well, okay, I missed that one because I uh, don't remember urinating. Uh... More more complaining here. This is really similar. I don't know if we covered this in the podcast uh, ages ago, but um, do you remember in America those guys that made cakes and they found out that the, the cake was going to be for a, couple, a gay couple? And, I remember talking about it. And it ended there. up going to court, and I can't remember what the verdict was. Well, it's happened in New Zealand. So mm, I thought we were better than that. Come on, New Zealand. So basically, two lesbians from Australia are coming here to tie the knot. They ask for a cake, and hang she... on, hang on. But just to interrupt you for a yes, second. go. But they can do that in Australia now. Like they used to come over to New Zealand, <clears throat> but the laws passed so they can actually marry in Australia. Now. I uh, it's passed in Parliament, but I don't know how far. If it's a hundred percent, you can just go do it. Oh, right, right, right. But so, and yeah, then, okay. and then because there's got... that referendum, mate. Eh? That's what I'm thinking about. And Australia, which is not New Zealand, for our American listeners, has different states as well. So sometimes they may have done different things there. Okay. All so right. this person says, um, "Yeah, you know, I don't believe in what you do in all this, but I just want to know." If one of the brides had, imagine one of the brides was named Chris and the other one was a real feminine name and the cake maker makes this cake and doesn't, only talks to the one person and assumes yeah. that so the other one's a male. Chris, Christine and, and Julie. So Chris and Julie. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So that, yeah. So imagine that happened and then they both turned up and said, actually, this is our cake. What does the cake maker do? Do they, because at the end of the day, it's a business. I just don't. See, oh, it's just drives me crazy. I just find it mental. <coughs> I, that, uh, yeah, you know, either the whole want, thing. You either this w- is going back to my religious prejudice right now, so I'm just like, it's stupid. It is. Because <laughs> you either want to be in business and sell people cakes, at the end of the day, do you want to sell them a cake? Yeah. Like, I just, and I think, you know, there's You're a not invited to the wedding. Yeah. You're not going to be. There's a difference between selling somebody a cake and selling them the explosives they are going to use to blow up, uh, 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 you know, blow themselves up with uh, people on a bus. You know, there's a I mean, that's always there. happening. Yeah, that's but a... you know what I mean. Like, that, one of them has a, 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 a serious uh, issue that you would, like, wrestle with, and the other one doesn't. And the one that doesn't is a cake. That's right. I just realised I probably didn't say that very well. I just realised I didn't put a link in here, so I'm just going to quickly try and find that. Okay, so breast milk or baby formula, which is more important? Well, I think here in New Zealand, it's always been stated that breast milk is best, and they tell you that actually when you're having a child. Yeah. But they don't. um, Some people can't express. Some people can't. The baby doesn't latch on. There are itch. Issues, potential issues, yeah, potential issues for different people, and 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 so baby formula is a great standby, but ideally, as long as the it's baby's not the, going to get everything as, from, yeah, as long as it's not the tainted weird stuff that we sent to China that time, yeah. So, the World Health Organization thought it was a bit of a shoe in doing this whole. We're going to push the message. This is through the UN World Health Organization. The big group together. of amazing yep. countries. We're going to push this message around the world. Breast milk is best. Yeah, and I mean, that then seems to be the standard the thing. the US... Of course. ...threatened Ecuador. Oh, I mean, Ecuador. They're the ones I want to threaten all the time. <laughs> and pulled it off the table. And everybody was just like, what the hell? And because the US was like, no, no, we have too many uh, formula makers... Yep. Manufacturers. Uh, so Ecuador, if you push this through, and Ecuador and a bunch of uh, South American countries just pulled right back. They can't afford to upset the US. And so this whole uh, health for human beings uh, thing got 
sidetracked or pushed down because the U.S. have been bullies about it. It's, it's just, it blows my mind. It all comes down to money with the U.S. It's just mental. Everything. Yeah. Uh, talking about the U.S. and our favorite uh, first family, did you know one of the Secret Service detail looks just like his wife? Melania, whatever her name is? Melania? Yeah. So she's appeared again because they've actually said she had some surgery for some stuff and they're not going to talk about it. And now the latest conspiracy is there's there's a body double that comes out. And when this body double comes out, it looks like a slightly different body shape. And she wears these giant glasses that cover like half her face. And that's their latest uh, conspiracy thing. Oh, God. Conspiracy That'll be good. Hey, we talk... um, I was just going to say, while we're talking about that, because only at the time of recording, this is only um, nine hours old. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there were new, 12 new indictments come down for Russians um, in terms of meddling with the 2016 elections. And so they, they've come down today. Um, and they're all the GRU, which if you don't know is the... I don't know. Um, the, my eyes are glazing over. <laughs> Carry on. Is the Russian intelligence agency. It's basically the uh, military version of the uh, KGB. So KGB is no more anyway, but that's something else now. But GRU was around before. And so they're all lieutenants, lieutenant colonels and all this sort of stuff. So it's come down that says these guys were uh, mucking around with the elections. They were doing phishing, spear phishing attacks, uh, hacking um, servers and all this sort of thing. Yeah. So I think from this we can, but they still haven't said any Americans were wittingly involved. Oh, there were right. some that okay. were unwittingly yeah, involved, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, that's right. Spear fishing and fishing, if you know how that works. Um, so I think Trump's going to get away. No collusion. I think that's where it's going to go with that sort of thing. Teflon man. Teflon man. Um, so, but yeah, it, it it is pretty interesting. But he is meeting with Putin in two days' time. Mm. On Monday. This is Saturday as we're recording this on Monday. He's meeting with Putin. And this has just come out, and it's Putin's staff. He must know about it. So it'll be really interesting to see what, he, uh, what if anything, Trump says about that. Oh, yeah. I'm boring you, aren't I? Okay, uh, let's move on. <laughs> no, you know. Uh, a couple of episodes ago, maybe four or five, I can't remember, you mentioned that the spin-off TV was coming. Yes, yes. And, um, and I haven't watched a single thing about it. So... Uh, a reporter for the New Zealand Herald called Sienna Yates has written a piece about it and um, she's actually got, I saw a little bit of support for it on Twitter and uh, the headline is, the spin-off TV is a $700,000 self-proclaimed nonsense. So she writes somewhere down in here, she goes, you know that feeling when the kids in your life put on a show and you have to pretend to love it so not to hurt their tiny feelings and crush their dreams? Well, that's where we're at. I want to like the spin-off TV because I like these guys. I like the hosts. They're great humans, and they've got important things to say. I hate begrudging anyone giving something new a go, but it's just not good because they're news people. Apparently, the whole thing is done by the whole news team. And they, uh, according to this article, she just says, not working. And a few people I saw on Twitter said, this person, Sienna, has got the balls to st- actually stand up and go, you know what, that is crap. Whereas everybody else has just been like, oh, good on you guys. Good on you. All right. I, yeah, okay. I can't help but initially think she works for the, did you say Herald? Yes. Uh, which is in competition as a spinoff, right? So I couldn't help but go, well, do you believe it? But 
I can't say anything because I haven't watched Well, it debut audience was 73,000 and it got to 35,000 within mm. two episodes. Hmm. Okay. You know how we started off and I was talking about my prejudice? I just got a message on Facebook. Oh, here we go. What does it say? Chris, so you... it was a video that was posted to... It's good to see Chris is fully engaged with the podcast. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, there's the New Zealand short film Filmmakers Club paid. And this dude from America called Cornelius Lewis keeps posting things about God um, Onto this, on, on this thing. Are, are, people not, are not people kicking them out? So... Um, in this one, and I, I'm going to redo that video so you can see it. Um, he's talking to the guy's penis because he's a homosexual. And he's speaking in tongues so that he can stop him from being a homosexual. What? Who, um, who is the admin of this group and why aren't they getting rid of this I dude? know, because I, I, I went down and, and uh, reported to admin the whole lot. But anyway... So I went, uh, I made a comment. How? Okay, I missed the so joke, I think. <laughs> Apart from this hysterically laughable beliefs, this isn't funny at all, is what I wrote. And he's just replied just right now. Oh, okay. This is the powerful hand of Jesus being manifested on the, with two E's, yep. earth. Yeah, I know. I believe you. I, I, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, no. So this guy's trawling Facebook for all these groups to show his amazing video talent, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Interesting. Um, there was some, there's a story came out of Nelson about this old couple who keep getting like a bazillion phone calls from spammers and they can't get rid of them. So it just keeps going on and on and on. And she has to have the phone line due to a medic alert sort of alarm thingy. So they get phone calls. Uh, sometimes they, you know, sometimes they, she got 75 rings on one phone call before they finally gave up. It just kept going and going and going. They tried to use a whistle. Old man Graham blew in their ears and it didn't work. And then this um, woman called Bronwyn Groot, of all things, uh, she... I am Groot. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I would uh, so say that all the time if my name was Groot. Anyway, sorry. I think she's part of the Commission for Financial Capability, so I don't know how they get involved. But anyway, they've she's gone she and for, okay, yep. Sorry, sorry. She went and brought the special phone blocker thing from the UK. She brought three of them and she gave one to this old couple. And now they're going to do a three-month national trial of twenty-five units. So if you get rung all the time, these guys um, want to hear from you. They cost about $170 each. They'll let you have it for a couple of months. And um, yeah, and then the old people are like, oh, good on the UK government. Hopefully the New Zealand government will take notice of that. <clears throat> yeah, you sort of wonder how they've picked these people as recipients. I bet they've had a really good conversation at some point in the beginning with one of the first yeah. phone calls. And then they've marked them as, yeah, we yeah. think we can and keep working on them. shared it around all the spammers. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you sort of go, well, change your number, but that makes you a victim, right? Like, why yeah, do you I guess have so. to change? And your they've number? probably had the same number since you know they were yeah, twelve. Since, since Alexander Graham Bell first, when the phone numbers was three digits, in Nelson, <laughs> what's your number? Four three two. Oh, dude, I remember going to a friend's place, and they didn't have numbers. They had the party line, and you'd ring, yeah. and the phone would ring, and I answered it, and like four people would answer at the same time because everybody in that neighbourhood would answer it. Who are you who are you after? Oh yeah, nah. I'll, I'll hang up. And then that, that was would... a big thing in rural yeah. New Zealand for a yeah. long time growing up. Oh god. As you know, Chris, and maybe the listeners do, I run a website, opshopdirectory.co.nz. 
And yes. uh, I list over 600 op shops all around the country. And people get to uh, leave comments and review. They rate them. So sometimes that's quite funny for me. And uh, I hear so many funny stories about the op shop directory uh, emails that Sam gets or messages from the site. Anyway, carry on. So a year ago, I got a comment. I probably won't say which op shop it is, but this is it. They gave it one star review. I was shocked today when a man wanted to try on a dress and the shop workers didn't allow it because management doesn't allow it. It made me sad when he was discriminated against because of his sexuality and it went against the Human Rights Act. I didn't buy any clothes because their hostility towards the LGBT LGBT community was not right. So that's been sitting there for a year. Okay, so I will say this, and not knowing anything, but I've often gone to op shops for fancy dress. <laughs> so are they sure it was LBGT or he was just going to do some sort of party well, thing? You know, anyway, a week, anyway, a sorry, week okay. ago, I got an update from a comment from someone I assume was working there. This is what they said. The man continually tried on women's clothing in the cubicle, making strange noises as it as he did so. He never brought anything and was embarrassing to other shoppers. He was not discriminated against because of his sexuality, but because of his anti-social behaviour. Ooh. I'm, wa- I'm waiting for some more feedback on that. It'll come through. It'll be great. <laughs> so if you haven't checked out uh, opshopdirectories.co.nz, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rate some op shops if you've been to them. Find out what your favourite ones are. Hey, uh, this weekend, actually today, it's happening today, must have finished. They might still be doing it. There's a cyber crime security challenge, uh, New Zealand cyber security challenge on today. I think it's at Waikato Uni. And our friend uh, Ryan Coe, Dr. Ryan Coe, oh, yeah, yeah. organised it. He set up the New Zealand's first Master of Cyber Security degree at the University of Waikato. And he's all to, and tied in with this. And what they're doing this weekend is they are trying to hack drones. Man wow. in the middle attack and basically take control of them and steal your drone. That, I should take my drone down because it'll be the first time I've actually used it. We've used it once in the lounge. It was fun. <laughs> and now it's just an ornament on the top of the bookshelf. So they got 150 cybercrime fires will compete in the final three challenges. And the winner wins, just a random figure, $2,550. Cool. It should be two thousand five hundred and fifty, two thousand five hundred and sixty dollars, two five six, right? Uh. Binary. Okay. Anyway, um, I we did we talk about D Styles Cafe and Studio? Uh, I don't know until you start talking about it. <laughs> no, because it was something you mentioned to me, but I don't remember if you mentioned it to me on the podcast. I, really? On carry on because this does not sound familiar at all. Collingwood Street. There is a cafe with a studio built into it. Oh, no, we didn't mention it on the podcast. Is that what its name is? I thought it was like D... Oh, no. DS. No, it says DS, eh? It says DS, but it's D Styles, and I didn't oh. know what it was till I got his card. So the last couple of weekends, I've popped by there to see if anyone's there. And last weekend, last Saturday, I popped our um, Chris and Sam podcast cards under the door. Yeah. They're not open uh, in the weekends. They're only open during the week. But, so I... I Tried the door. Oh, it's not open. I went walking away. I was listening to a podcast. And then you scaled a wall. And then somebody goes, Oi, you after me. I'm like, oh. So I met Jack. How did this conversation go? Jack Dietieri, which is a French sounding name, Dietieri. And yeah, uh, interesting guy. So it's a pretty interesting setup. It looks like it. Yeah, yeah. So he was. (laughs) 
a forklift driver for nine, ten years or something. Oh, awesome. And I went, talk to him about forklifts. I'm sick of this and went uh, went to university for a year just to, to learn some specific things so he could open this. So he has this cafe and music studio. So you go to the website, you can uh, book studio time. Yeah. I went into the studio. It's pretty impressive. A uh, little soundproof room and stuff like that. Um, they do a bit of business. They do a bit of catering and stuff like that. Um, but he's really pushing things in terms of doing all sorts of stuff for the community. Awesome. So out the back, I don't know if you can picture it. So you've got the far, old farmer's building opposite it. Yeah. And then there's that big car park. Yes. They're doing a big lighting uh, display. He's just He's got the okay from council. He's getting all the okay from the different uh, landlords around. Yeah. And it's going to be a lighting party one night. They're putting lasers up and all that, projecting on all sorts of the buildings around it. And he's got a friend with conductive paint where they paint different things on the on the ground. And as you step on it, it makes a different sound through the sound system. This is sounding so, a bit crazy. This doesn't sound like a Hamilton thing. He should be in Wellington or Christchurch. But- oh, I know. This guy is pretty cool. I really enjoyed it, uh, meeting up with him today. So a big yell out to Jack. Um, we'll put uh, the link to the his website on the on the show notes. Um, Look at but- you go. It was random as. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and I thought, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I was thinking, I was wondering if we should do a live uh, recording there or something, but I didn't know what the setup was. Oh, right. So what they do have is, um, so he does this, they have Wyata Wednesday. Oh, um, okay. They have different things on different nights and stuff. And I forget if it was that night or something else, and they, you go in and they give you a colour at, okay. at the door as you go in, and then they pull up the colour or the whatever, yep. and the people with that colour have to go into the, the studio yeah. and they play instruments and stuff and there's a, a, a camera in that and it's on the big screen for everybody else out in the out in the cafe um so you can see yeah you know. so it sounds awesome it's really cool jack's hope, really cool i hope he does really well with this stuff yeah, i think yeah, he will they've been going for nine months now oh apparently. there we so, go so yeah and they're doing okay um because i asked that and yeah he's he's got some contracts and he's making some money and yeah i i really want to uh, so i was like yeah we've got a a 200th uh, episode party coming up at some point. So, yeah. <laughs> it might just be the two of us, but we've got it coming up. <laughs> Don't tell them that. We'll never know. We'll never know. You never know. But talking on the podcast front, there was uh, a conversation on Reddit I saw the other day, and these guys got together. They work remotely. There's an Australian and American and something else. They don't have a college uh, degree or anything like that. They're just real clever. And... Um, he was thinking of, hey, why isn't there a... Um... <laughs> That's usually me. That's usually me, not him. <laughs> it's the Reddit version for podcasts. So it's got a website. It's called podchaser.com, and it lists all the up-and-coming trending podcasts, and you can rate them and sort of find all these new oh, podcasts. So you can upvote them, downvote them, and stuff like that. Now that I said that, no, you can't. Um <laughs> You can, okay. you can actually you can you got to log in and then you can rate them and yep. then it, it does it that way. But what they've done, they've just gone for Series A funding round. They got over a million dollars. Oh wow! And they're already working on the second one. But what they've done is they've talked to all the podcast networks all around the world, and heaps of them have jumped on board. And heaps of the podcast app 
makers are going to try and integrate this podchaser.com system into their app. So when you rate it on the app, it goes across to the Back website. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So it's in beta. It looks really cool. And there's some really... There's, there's definitely some money in it, right? So I um, I started listening to a, another podcast this week. I've listened to pretty much all of the episodes in it is um, We Came to Win. So it's about soccer, you know, football for those in the UK. Um, soccer to everybody else in the reasonable world. Um, and... There's stories from different countries, like Africa and and Spain and uh, America and the UK and stuff like that. It, and I love it; it's really good. So I thought I'd uh, tweet to Nando, who's the host, Nando Villa. Um, What'd you and, say? Hey, I'm Chris. Yeah, you know, well, because you're too young for this. But in 1982, hey, that's when I was born. God damn it. In 1982, <laughs> when I was in high school, um, we New Zealand made the World Cup for the very first time. That's and right. So we got up at the middle of the night to watch all these yeah, games. Yeah, it was really it was big, really big. Huge. So I was like, dude, you should totally talk about this because they're talking about that sort of thing with different countries. And it was a big thing for, for us, right? So that's what I wanted to do. So I jump on... Um, to uh, we came to win.com or whatever it was yeah, called, yeah. And I went, uh, about us, click that because I'm like, i look for the Twitter, mm. I couldn't remember what Twitter was. And then there was just all these producers, pages and pages yeah. and pages. It's crazy, eh? What I didn't realize initially was that's all of Gimlet because it's done by Gimlet. Oh, so okay. it's not okay. just their show, it yeah. was, and I'm like, holy crap, no one because it's a well produced show, like it really is. Um, and I do recommend it. We came to win. But, um, yeah, there's some real money in that whole podcasting thing, as opposed to two guys in the garage with a lot of messy stuff around and hey, the washing all, machine on pause. It's all important stuff, okay? <laughs> like, I see four old computers there that have never been turned on for about 10 years. They're uh, important. Yeah, there might be stuff in there. That's the point. That's why oh, there might be stuff there. in there. Now I'm looking at the videotape. <laughs> but uh we we've got to come to an end chris i know i know yeah. we're good catching up but uh real quick another podcast for you true crime fans to check out check out the wonderland murders uh pretty cool story there cool and i'm watching s town which you told uh, listening to yes say. chris S-Town, finally gets around to things yeah which you talked about a while back that's True. right. So uh, make sure to check us out, thechristensandpodcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for us. Yeah, and uh, check out uh, D-Style uh, Studio and uh, Cafe. Um, and thanks to everyone who ever listened to us on Spotify. There's a few of you jumping on board there. Yeah. And as we crawl forward to episode 200, make sure to share it with your friend. Yeah, both of him. That's right. <laughs> Till next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.